Hello, my name is Carrie Johnston, and I'm the host of the Yukon Entrepreneur podcast series, uh, a series all about how Yukoners are adapting their businesses to the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm recording today on the traditional territory of Champaign and Asiac First Nations, and I'm joined by Joanne. Joanne, please introduce yourself. Hi, uh, my name is Joanne Thomas. I run TaxLink Canada. Um, that uh, we provide bookkeeping and tax services and business consulting um, through Western Canada. We're based in Haines Junction. Our network actually has increased in over the pandemic from five to eight. Actually, it'll be 11 by this spring. Oh, wow, that's fantastic. Good to hear that you've been able to yeah. expand during such a challenging time. And is that all located in the Yukon or across Canada? In Western Canada. Western Canada. Okay. Yeah. And so, Joanne, how long have you been operating your business? Uh, 28 years. And okay. So Joanne, I mean, we have, I have a really fond memory of doing these interviews with you because you were the very first interview of season one of the Yukon Entrepreneur podcast series when, you know, things were really just at the beginning, everything was shutting down and now I was sort of challenged to, to do something to help Yukoners to, to get some messaging out. And, you know, my first instinct was to call my accountant. <laughs> so that's why <laughs> I called you. And so, Joanne, what's your first memory of the pandemic? Like, wh when did you realize that this was going to be a thing of significance? Uh, my first memory was exactly that, a client phoning me in and um, being very upset, uh, anxious, um, scared because they thought they would have to shut their business down because they had to close or um, have restrictions on how much business they were gonna be able to provide and asking me, what, what am I gonna do? Mm -hmm. And in general, if you could characterize like sort of about your, your customer base, like what are you learning about your customer base over the last couple of years? Um, uh, actually, I, they're, they're really uh, amazing. They, uh, the businesses have been really resilient and, and have come up with really great creativity. Uh, it's amazing the things that they've thought to do to change their business around in order to um, keep their business going or to target new customers. Um, yeah, they've come up with some really great ideas. Um, and I mean, in working with them and being able to uh, help them see that to fruition, it's it's actually been very exciting in some ways. It's very stressful because it's, uh, well, what happens if we got to go back? Do Are we still going to be able to do our old business and this new stream or not? But um, yeah, the other thing that I really uh, noticed is uh, people pulling together, like one business helping out another business because well, I, you know, I'm going to bring in this type of client, especially in the tourism, you know, where they've all started to work together and offer packages where it's not just, you know, I'm going to take you and do this and I don't care what you do after that. It's um, people have started working together to build full packages on their own. So, you know, um, we have a place that they can stay, but hey, while you're here, um, you know, they've contacted other people in the area to say, you know, these guys would like to go skiing or dog sledding or that kind of thing. So they've all really um, 
it's been really neat to see that, that they've all pulled together so much and the creativity around what people are offering now is, is phenomenal. It's just, yeah, it's really cool. That's great to hear, Joanne. What do you think have been some of the most challenging of the public health measures that have been put into place for your business or in your observation? Uh, the travel restrictions um, have been a big impact on our business. I say our because it's from the whole network, it's been a problem. Uh, we travel in uh, two different businesses to see um, in the different communities. Um, and when we're actually there and hands on, <coughs> excuse me um we can see things that they might not be telling us and so we're missing out on some of that to try to get them to talk to us over the phone on how things really are going um if we're not there to sit and have a tea and and chat about it kind of thing um the other problem is because yes we can use zoom uh skype those kinds of things but uh when you're dealing with elders and seniors, which is part of our business too, uh, most of them are uncomfortable doing that or they don't know how. And it's not um, just elders and seniors. We've actually had younger people not be aware of how to use Zoom. They're not even on the internet. Usually we talk to them in person or on the phone, like they don't have an email. And that is, that is a problem uh, probably for the North more, more so, I guess, because, um, People have chosen to live that way up here, right? And uh, internet costs a lot of money. So if they don't have, you know, the 50 to $100 a month to get internet, then they're not going to use it. Um, they've survived without it before. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. <laughs> I don't need it now. So um, that's been a, a big problem. And then, so then for taxes, uh, they have to get all that stuff in the mail and send it to us. And that has really slowed the process down. And so instead of like having a big rush on tax season, we have, it's the season goes way longer than it used to. And that and all the benefits has made, I mean, it's made our businesses be year round more so than just a rush during tax season and then we slow down. But um, that is wearing on the network. It's wearing on the people that do um, bookkeeping and taxes and fill out all the forms and it's starting to wear on them. That's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, coming from a family that's had accountants in it, you're always used to like, well, this is tax season, this surge time. And so you're saying like the, one of the impacts of the pandemic is that that's actually, you know, almost year round now, or the, the, the surge is significantly bigger than it used to be or longer time frame. Yeah. And, um, and paying for more schooling. We used to go to school once or twice a year, depending if you were doing just tax. If you're doing business I, like me, I, you'd go to school twice a year to get the updates. Um, now we go to school four times a year. Right. And that's all just because of the pandemic. Yeah. We've all kind of had to adapt to this new normal of, of being in a pandemic. And so what sort of adaptations have you, you know, experienced in your business and what are you most proud of, of your adaptations? Uh, becoming way more comfortable with um, technology and software, um, doing website development, uh, actually um, taking a marketing, um, social media marketing course now in order to learn how to do that. As you know, I, well, we never use social media in my industry because it's not private. Um, so 
um, yeah, I'm taking that course right now to in order to help people, uh, my clients with their own social media and um, help them market their business and also to put out information um, that we know about what's coming up for taxes or what benefits or help they can get from the government and that kind of thing, because um, it's not always easy to find that stuff online for a lot of people so and we get it firsthand it comes right to our mailbox so we usually pass that on anyway but if i can you know also put that on the web and say hey you guys here's a new thing that you might want to take a look at um yeah yeah so i've become way more comfortable uh with <laughs> using that kind of stuff i mean i've always done my software and tax and all that kind of thing um but now i actually well i like i just um in the last week developed a whole new website so um to for tax in canada to put it back online and get it up to date so yeah good for you what are you learning about your business model over the last two years uh the biggest thing is um uh but i guess from a client perspective i do this anyway um and so i've I, I do a business plan between different things and different what if scenarios. Oh, Joanne, sorry, we just froze there for a second. Can you go? You said I do a business plan. Could you start again there? Sure. Um, okay, saying unstable. One sec. Okay, so I do a business plan every year between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, and I figure out what, what I'm going to do in the next year and what, um, what if scenarios is the biggest thing that uh, actually when I was looking at this question, because of this pandemic, uh, there's a huge need for businesses to make sure that they do a business plan and do the what if scenarios. What if uh, we aren't allowed to run our business? What if we aren't able to get more customers like and what if it explodes and all of a sudden we have way too many customers uh, so looking at all those different things and I, I can't encourage that enough is because those people that um, had a really hard time in the beginning and throughout the pandemic so far never had a plan at all uh, those who were able to survive some of that and get through a little easier, they had a plan. Even if it wasn't a full-fledged business plan, they had ideas written down on how they were going to do things and uh, figured out different objectives and timelines. And so that's the biggest thing um, that I think businesses need to learn from this whole thing is to, is to plan each year. It doesn't take a long time. Um, I mean, I do... <laughs> I do the whole thing, but you don't have to. You can write down, okay, for the next year, I want to try out these new things. And these are the people I have to contact to do that. This is what I have to do. And then do, like I said, the what if scenario. So you do those two things um, and figure out those kind of things. If you or figure out the finance on those things, if you want to as well. If not, um, I mean, one of our team can help you with that too. But besides that, um, it's more just to get the ideas down so that you have some idea where you're going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Joanne, did you access any of the pandemic related supports during, during the last two years? Uh, no, no. 
I didn't have. But you supported a lot of people, I imagine, in accessing them. Yes. Yeah. So which supports did you observe to be the most helpful? Uh, Sue's was the most complicated for us, um, but it was the most helpful for um, people who had employees. Well, I mean, that's what it was for. Uh, And it really helped them when they couldn't operate at full capacity. And so being able to have that benefit for their payroll was really, really good. The other one was the loan um, that helped people uh, to be able to pay some of their things as far as expenses like that are ongoing, like their rent, if they had rent or utilities or heat or those kind of things that really helped out a lot. Um, I think YG actually had the, the one that was specific targeting that and that was huge for uh, some of the businesses that we dealt with because then they they could operate still buy things to make their operation happen because they knew that the basics were looked after and so um, that yeah that eased a lot of stress for some and was huge help so Mm -hmm. did you see any gaps there um, there's gaps for the the guy is, runs by himself. Uh, you can get the loan to do that, but um, I mean, there's, you know, uh, people who run guiding businesses and it's just themselves. Uh, so let's say they're a mountain guide or a fishing guide. Uh, there was really nothing for them. They just got shut down and that was the end of it. And they couldn't prove that they had the money before because they're only seasonal, right? right? So that's where, yeah, those people fell through the cracks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Going forward, how are you thinking about your business differently? Where are you seeing opportunity? Uh, for well, our network is growing, and so we're doing um, more. Uh, we have more people doing bookkeeping and tax, and so for me personally, I, I'm actually expanding more into business planning and strategic planning uh, for businesses, as well as um, doing going to be doing more seminars. Um, online with Zoom. Uh, I do, I have one that's coming up, a death and taxes seminar that keeps getting (laughs) cancelled. So we're going to try to do that in February on Zoom with the people that can do Zoom. Uh, There is, that seminar needs um, to be also done in person at some point because the people that need it are not comfortable with Zoom or the computer. So, um, and that may end up being a one-on-one instead of being an actual seminar, which is the other avenue. I mean, that's fine. We can do that too. You have to keep postponing it because of outbreaks in the territory or? Yeah. Yeah. It was gonna, that's um, the first, I was gonna put that on and uh, five days before the pandemic broke. So (laughs) it got canceled and then it uh, it was gonna be in October and then that got canceled. It was going to be uh, this week, and um, because of all the new, it's it's gone again. So that's okay. We'll figure it out. Um, we're gonna. I'm gonna be doing a lot more of those. So that um, what we're what a one of the goals for this year is to get people more financially literate. And so we're gonna do things like death and taxes and retirement planning and how to plan your personal finances and how to do those kind of things. Yeah, it's, it'll be fun. Yeah. 
death and taxes is fun. Yeah. Well, it is fun. Well, I mean, yeah. in some ways it does make it fun because it gives you peace of mind that you're ready for it. Right. Like yeah. that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause Go I ahead. mean, it's, um, and even just financial literacy, um, that's a big, one big thing that across Canada, that's not, uh, Canadians aren't as financial literate as they could be. And so if we start, if we have a goal to try to help people become more financial literate, that eases your stress too. Because once you figure out um, different ways of managing your money and what money is and how to invest it and how to retire, and then all those worries get, we got enough to worry about now. I think if we get rid of that one, then that'd be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Have you picked up any skills to sort of better position yourself? You mentioned social media training. Any anything else? Yeah, I did some web development. Um, I did. I also um, went back to school and did um, some more business planning and strategic planning courses. So that's a great thing about um, going to school now. You can go online. They like it's all online, right? So. Yeah, they're all so much more accessible, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, you know, as, as business owners, leadership in, is inherent in what we do. Um, what are you learning about leadership during the pandemic? Uh, the best thing you can do as a leader is, um, is uh, always be honest. It, it, this, I mean, it's been hard in the last couple of years because... Um, I am someone who always wants to make things better for people. Um, But the best thing that you can do is be totally upfront and honest and say, yes, um, you are going to have major problems if you don't do this. Or, yeah, it sucks, but you cannot do that business anymore. Let's try something else. Like, I mean, being honest about, yes, you may have to shut down. But also finding the solution um, because there's always – a good side. That's the way I think. So yes, okay, we had to shut down this business, but you have these skills, so you can do this business, right? If they're entrepreneurial, or you have these skills, and I, I know there's a job out there. I actually had um, one of my clients. This is exactly happened. Their business had to totally shut down. Nothing, and they actually have an awesome job right now, and it's just by being honest and saying, yes, you can't do that anymore. Right. With all the restrictions, you're going to fail. So where, where can we go from here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's not failure. It's just the opportunity to learn, right? Like it's moving That's away right. from this idea that, yeah, that it's a personal failure necessarily. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got the work of sort of rebuilding and, and you know, reconfiguring Yukon's economy ahead of us as, as we emerge from this pandemic or, or and, and weather through it. Um, what what sort of issues are you paying attention to when it comes to the Yukon's economy? Uh, oh, Joanne, you're frozen again. I mean, um... Oh, Joanne, we're, we're starting again. We, we froze again <laughs> temporarily. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I got an unstable just sec. We're, we're only minutes away from each other, and yet the internet is yeah. a constant challenge here in the north. Okay, go ahead. I think you're okay now. Yeah, 
So um, one of the big things for an econo- economics is business or uh, for businesses when they do a business plan is looking at things like housing and vehicle sales. Um, housing is a big one in the Yukon for one where you have a shortage of housing. Um, and we have like a boom even going on on the amount of things that are being built. Um, but how long is that going to last right before we, we tap out um, on that as well? And uh, so those kind of things are things that I really pay attention to because it does affect everything else. I mean, if there's, uh, we can't grow a town if there's no housing for people to live. Um, we can't bring in skilled labor if there's no place for people to live. Uh, so things like that. I've, um, yeah, and I've had a few examples of that even in the last couple of years uh, right here in Haines Junction where we had problems with that. So, but um, in the whole Yukon, things are getting built at an alarming rate. And so um, it's great, uh, you know, if the population increases and, and can continue with that kind of building. Um, it's like a building boom almost. And I don't like to say the word boom because then it's always boom bust economy. But um, I don't know if that's, Yukon's not usually like that, but yeah, I always keep an eye on housing um, mm-hmm. and how much is being built, so. Joanne, do you have any advice for emerging entrepreneurs who might be starting a business during the pandemic? Yeah, do a business plan. <laughs> so, and besides doing a business plan, uh, one of the things um, is you have a great idea, but make sure that you have someone to sell it to. Because mm-hmm. if you, you know, I've had great ideas. I've done this myself. Oh yeah, this is going to be really great. I'm going to make a million. And uh, no, I sold to five people because there wasn't really a market out there, right? So uh, make sure you have people to sell it to would be the number one thing. But also do a business plan so that you actually are able to access funding if you need it. You have a plan going forward um, so that you can, yeah, ensure your success more. Mm-hmm. Have you had any major shifts in your worldview over the last couple of years as a result of the pandemic and how you're thinking about things differently? Uh, the biggest thing is the, um, uh, I have a renewed faith in mankind. I've been saying that a lot. And it's because, um, you know, people don't always get along. And I've seen people who don't get along, but during this time, they still help each other out. And it's, uh, it's just, yeah, it's renewed my faith in mankind. I mean, it's, it's global in that respect where, you know, yeah, people are, are they're just more willing to help and less willing to argue, I guess. <laughs> so it's kind of cool. It is. It's, I think in many ways, it's bringing the community together. Mm-hmm. Um, what's been your wellness practice? What's been keeping you grounded through all of this change? Uh, I meditate every morning when I get up. I, um, and I... Uh, and I exercise every day outside, if possible. Um, I say if possible because of the cold there, but um, <laughs> because it, it, 
you can people uh i mean i i exercise i i have a, a mini gym in my house where i do exercise too but um i always make sure i get outside because then you're away from work especially if you're working at home which lots of us are now then you are you're totally away if you're outside uh you're away from the computer you're away from your desk you're away from the phone leave the phone um and yeah whether it's just walking or even just going to sit outside skiing any of those things but something to just get away um from the electronic noise mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh joanne i just want to thank you for for your time today and and for your time always and uh do you have any close closing thoughts before we we end out today's interview uh one big thing for for um businesses is offer great customer service that's going to be a huge thing going forward. Um, and the second thing is be kind. And thanks for, thank you, Carrie. Yeah, thanks, Joanne. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, see you later.